at the last, you know, ER visit, my doctor looked at me point blank and he was like, all right, we're going to try one more round of prednisone and more, one more round of um, mesalamine, which I was also on to help to kind of keep the UC at, at bay, which it wasn't really. And he was like, if this doesn't work, we're going to have to be looking at surgery and basically removing part of your intestines. So I was like, all right, we're trying the same round of medications again. They haven't worked before. That doesn't tell me they're going to work again because I don't trust them now. And if it doesn't work, which I don't have high hopes they're going to, now all of a sudden you're just going to take part of my body out of me. Like this also doesn't, it just felt like things were spiraling, right? And it just felt like people were going to quick conclusions. And at this point, that's when my anxiety really started to kick up. I was like, all right, this is, this is scary. Like forget the diagnosis. Like the idea of surgery is super scary to me. Like I do not want to go that route. Like every cell in my body was like, we are not doing this. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. Hey, what is going on, my friends? And welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. And we are uh, speaking to FDN extraordinaire, her name's Kristen Thomas, and I say that because she is someone that not only mastered the health side of FDN, she mastered the business side, to the point where for the last couple of years, she has been exclusively coaching FDNs and other health professionals with getting their business started, how to actually deliver for people. It's really cool what she's doing. And so when I read her bio, her direct bio, that is, it's going to be about her business credentials. But don't worry, the story today and the interview today is actually just about her health stuff. During the last part, I would say the last 15 or 20 minutes, we do give more business tips. And I know so many of you are considering going through the FDN course are currently going through the FDN course or are already a graduate, so I'm sure you can learn something there. But we're going to talk about just health stuff for the first 30, 35 minutes or so. And Kristen has a pretty serious one, just like the rest of us. I will kind of let the podcast speak for itself once it gets started. I will just say we're speaking a lot about what's in the title, gut stuff. It gets pretty bad for her. Now, her bio in terms of what she's done business-wise, she is the CEO and founder of Health and Wellness Business School, a nationally recognized business and marketing school helping health and wellness practitioners to authentically increase their impact and income. Her and her team specialize in organic marketing, social media, authentic sales strategies, copywriting, client experience, and much more. She guides her clients to gain the confidence and know-how to step into the CEO role of their business so they can attract their dream clients, run a full and fun business, and reach financial freedom. And I can attest she's actually done this for an incredible amount of people. It's pretty amazing. As a marketing professional for the last 12 years, she's helped hundreds of companies create and scale their businesses uh, through organic marketing strategies content storytelling, and human-to-human conversations. She's written well over 10,000 social media posts, over 500 
web pages and, and even worked for uh, Twitter itself in the beginning stages. What was really crazy is we were on this podcast live and I found out that Twitter thing. She talked about it on there. And as soon as I finished up the podcast, I did some other stuff, went on social media and the news everywhere was that Elon Musk had just bought Twitter. So obviously she wasn't involved in that, but I just thought that was kind of uh, crazy. You know, you really, I don't go on Twitter. So I was thinking, wow, that's actually a huge thing to have helped with. Uh, last but not least, she has been featured for her advice on marketing in publications including Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur, and even Forbes. So again, the first part of this, we're talking about her health story, the terrible gut stuff she dealt with, and then we'll be focusing on some business things at the end. But without further ado, let's get to the interview. All right. Hey there, Kristen. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. I feel like you're kind of a mini celebrity in our space. You're doing so many cool things, helping a lot of people with the business stuff and just making noise, right? I love people uh, that are doing that and helping others. But most importantly, you have a health story and are so relevant to bring on this podcast. You're a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner yourself. Um, we actually always start this show off with the exact same question, and that's what I'd like to use to get us started today. My question is just simply, when did your health symptoms start and what did they look like? Like what was going on? Yeah, sure. So um, I first started to notice um, symptoms that were categorized as gut health symptoms. I didn't even fully realize it at the time. Um, back in my teenage years, like probably like 14 or so years old, um, where I would just like have certain foods and I'd get a stomach ache and, you know, was kind of scared. You know, I was still kind of growing into myself and, you know, didn't really know anybody who had health issues. Nobody in my family really sure. did. So I was just kind of like silent and suffering being like, why do I have a stomach ache? Why after I like eat these certain things are these things happening so yeah basically in my early teenage years is when it all began okay and I, I like that you actually kind of brought up that it's scary because i think as someone who dealt with stuff at a young age as well i think that's kind of how it feels because you're like what, what's happening to my body we almost feel like an yeah. old person in a sense you know because yeah um we we contribute certain health symptoms or just sickness in general this is something that happens when we get old um, I love being able to talk to young people now and just kind of letting them know there's probably a reason for this. And, you know, it could be more natural related stuff. I find they're actually quite receptive to those ideas, maybe because mm. their brains are still developing. I'm not sure. Uh, so just to be specific, you kind of said the stomach ache stuff after eating certain foods. Were there other things going on? Like what, what else was happening? Yeah, it was mostly like, yeah, after eating certain foods, I just got stomach aches. And um, probably a year or so after I started to notice that happening, then I started to get what I afterwards realized was acid reflux. So just like felt this burning sensation. Um, you know, my dad growing up always had heartburn. Like I'd always hear his Tums bottle rattling in, in his bedroom, um, you know, at the end of the night. And so I was like, oh my gosh, now I have heartburn just like my dad. What is going on? And, um, you know, a couple of years before I even started to have any of these symptoms, my grandfather passed away from colon cancer. So obviously my mind went towards, oh my gosh, I'm having digestive symptoms, my grandpa just passed away from this. Is this what's happening to me? I'm way too young, right? So like, that's where a lot of the fear really started to come in for me. Did you, may I ask, did you deal with like anxiety and stuff as well? Because I feel like we're already pretty similar in this area, like with where your thought process went with that. <laughs> Not until um, probably about like, 19 years old, like about the time okay. I was finishing college, I did. So not at this time, but I think it just like started to build slowly. Got it. Yeah. That just seems like the thought process of a fellow anxious person where we <laughs> immediately find like the right. worst case scenario and right. yeah, the acid reflux turns into um, colon cancer. And like, fair enough with what you're talking about, actually. I mean, I can see how that connection would be made. 
So you said that at 19, you're starting to deal with some more things. So I'm guessing these health symptoms escalated over time, right? Um, and maybe even before we go there, a more appropriate question is, did you find any relief even in the Western medicine world for these symptoms? Or did you just learn to live with that gut stuff at a young age? Yeah, I mean, a little bit of both, you know, like I pretty quickly after these issues, you know, I realized they weren't going away. You know, I reached out to my mom and was like, hey, I think we need to go to the doctor. I've got these symptoms. And so, you know, we went to my GP and he basically said, oh, you're lactose intolerant. So take these lactate pills anytime you have dairy. So didn't tell me to, you know, stop taking dairy. Just said, take these pills to help to digest it. Did that. I guess it worked. I mean, I started to cut out dairy at the same time, right? Because that was where my mind went is, oh, well, this food is making an issue in my body. Let me just not have it. Um, and then they kind of talked to me a little bit about acid reflux, but again, just pushed a PPI on me. And I took that, was probably on that for about 10 years. So I was on two medications by, you know, my mid-teenage years. Um, and I'd say, you know, as the case is for most people, when I was on the PPIs, I definitely noticed, you know, hardly any um, you know, acid reflux, but when I was off of them, even just for a day or two, the burning sensation came raging back. So I basically felt tied, you know, to the medications, but that was pretty much it for probably about four or five years, um, for what I was on. Okay. Well, I gotta say, I respect the thought process of at least like removing dairy. What a concept, right? Actually kind of, yeah. maybe, maybe it's not the core problem, but at least trying to get to that problem, mm -hmm. especially in the teenage years, because I think it is so easy and I'm not condemning anyone. I've been in the same boat. It's so easy to just say, oh, okay, great. There's a pill for this. I can just take that and still do whatever the heck I want. Um, I think it's a lot more of an intelligent thought process that people realize to say, wait a second. Well, why would I take this medication doctor if this right. thing is seemingly causing this? Um, so the, all right, we kind of moving forward a little bit, getting into those late teenage years. Uh, we already alluded to the anxiety thing. Yeah, what else is going on? How is this starting to get maybe a little worse or escalate? Yeah, so um, it was about a year or two into my professional career after I graduated college from a marketing degree and got hired um, at a very early stage startup company in Boston. So I moved from like a small town in Connecticut up to the big city in Boston, got a pretty significant job, basically leading this entire company's marketing, my first job out of college, like no pressure, right? So that's where a lot of the anxiety started to kind of kick in in a big way. And um, and then I just noticed like through my lifestyle of like not knowing what to eat and all of these things and just living a busy, more hectic lifestyle that my issues were starting to get worse and worse. And I started to just have a lot more gut health symptoms um, than before. And they were just getting more intense, more frequent um, to the point where um, one night around 2 a.m. I ended up going to the emergency room because I was just in excruciating pain. It felt like if I moved my body even a centimeter I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, I don't feel like I can even move. Like it just hurts so much. And sure. they basically just, you know, left me with some steroids, right? Um, typical kind of story there, unfortunately. So um, at that point I was like, well, now, I've, now I'm going to the ER. Now I'm on yet another medication. This is three now. I've got more serious symptoms, but still no answers. Um, and, you know, then I kind of was talking to my mom and we were like, well, you live in Boston, which, you know, is supposed to be one of the best um, cities in the country for medical care, supposedly, right? So I was like, well, I'm going to go on a hunt for answers and figure out what this is, because it definitely feels like more, you know, I did a ton of research. I was like, this is more than just acid reflux or lactose intolerance. Like this level of pain is not what those are. I just know that. So I went to probably three different like top GI doctors in the Boston area, two of which basically snubbed me away and, you know, didn't have any answers for me, didn't want to do any sort of diagnostics, literally not even a single test and just said, you know, good luck, you're fine. And another one that finally did do some testing and um, ultimately diagnosed me with ulcerative colitis. So I think it was around age 22 or 23 that I was diagnosed with UC. How, 
And will you say this? And I it find that everyone knows that listens often. I'm obsessed with this thought process of like how people get to the next step. Like you said, oh, I just know it's something more. Well, how did you know that? Because the doctor's not necessarily saying that. They're giving you the medications and going. Um, I don't know if there is something to elaborate there, but I'm curious. Like, what do you mean you just mm. knew? Like, how do you know that even though no one's necessarily saying that to you? Yeah, I think I just, I don't know. I, I think I literally just had a gut instinct. Like, I feel like I've always just been very intuitively connected to my body. And again, like I did a lot of research. I knew all the symptoms of acid reflux. I knew all the symptoms of lactose intolerance because um, I wanted to know what was going on inside my body. And the symptoms didn't match up. I was like, this is no longer what these are unless what I'm reading online is not true. And I was like, I just feel like it's way more severe than that. So um, I just felt like nobody was like literally nobody was doing any tests at all. So there was no reason for them to say it was or wasn't anything else, but just the lack of information just told me there's something that's missing. Sure. Well, and you don't even realize this. You just answered the question perfectly because that is what people say. They call it this gut feeling. I just knew, I just figured. Mm -hmm. And in a hundred, by the time this comes out, 140 something episodes, the number one thing I'm hearing that gets people to actually get help and in your case, you're not even going the natural route yet, right? You're just yeah. finding that diagnosis, for God's sake. I mean, we're not even talking about the natural stuff yet. I want people to be their own advocates. There is a time and place yeah. to say, hey, you know, I can try something different here. No one, guys, is promoting anti-doctor, anti-Western medicine. Listen to the story. You've been doing this for years. It's not working objectively. I think at that time, it is okay to remember that, Doctors, while generally speaking, great people, they are great people, are still imperfect humans working in an imperfect system. You're allowed to trust yourself and self-advocate, even if you don't have those credentials, and say, hey, I'm going to go try something else. And I think, I'm sure you've seen this when you were doing more of um, the health coaching yourself. We see people all the time that are afraid to advocate for themselves. They never even yeah. think like that. Um, so I always just like to get that answer out of people. There must be someone out there that thinks I'm spoon feeding the gut feeling thing, but it's that universal, Kristen. That's what the people <laughs> that come on and they say. And to me, that was the same thing. I wouldn't have worded it as a gut feeling at the time. I don't know if I would have said that, but like I just knew this didn't make sense. Why am I mm -hmm. sick? I'm being told in my science class, whether people believe this or not is not relevant to me. I'm being told in the science class that I'm the best of the best genetically. That's how I got here. That's how evolution got me here. If you subscribe to that, that doesn't make sense then. Why are half the kids on medications? This kid's overweight. That kid's go for uh, has to go for his inhaler every day. This is the best of the best genetically? That That's just common sense to me. I didn't need to be a doctor or a scientist to say something about that seems a little off. So I'll get yeah. off my soapbox, but I always want people to just trust your gut, literally, and, and do that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and go out there and figure it out. So in this case, that trusting of your intuition was not for the natural side yet, but ended up leading uh, to this diagnosis of ulcerative colitis. So yep. when you got that diagnosis, I mean, what's going through your head? Was that more of a relief at the time because you've had these things going on for a while or was that scary? Both. Tell us what was going through your head. Yeah, it was probably both because um, it was a new, you know, really big term that I didn't know anything about. I was like, oh, here we go on yet another diagnosis, right? Because at this point, I already had two and I was just in my very early 20s. So here we are with a third. Um, but it was also a relief. I was like, all right, thankfully, there's an answer. And obviously, I went right home and started researching it, right? Got on Dr. Google. And finally, the symptoms did match up. I was like, all right, this makes sense, right? So we're onto something. And it felt like again, kind of that gut instinct of there's something else going on here was finally being validated. So that helped me and it felt like it 
at least got me on some sort of path going forward of knowing even like what, you know, what target I'm even shooting at. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, yeah, went down the conventional medicine route for probably another year and a half to two years being put on medications and, you know, kind of going from there. Okay. Now this is always my favorite part. When do we get to the breaking point, the aha moment, whatever you want to call it, because I know not only have you gone through the natural side, I mean, you've gone through FDN, this is years ago now, doing wonderful things, getting that health under control. Uh, There's been a long journey probably before getting to that point. So when does the moment come where you go from just diagnoses in the conventional world, doctor after doctor to, hey, I'm going to go try something a little different? When does that happen? Yeah. So, um, it was probably, yeah, about a year and a half or so into, um, being put on a lot of more medications, heavier medications. Like I started to do again, research as a theme here. I was doing research on the medications, started to see the long-term effects of them. And they were actually seemingly like they were going to take me in the wrong direction that I wanted to go. So I was like, all right, I've got to get out of these. Like they're helping me short-term, but ultimately they kind of stopped working because I landed up in the hospital two more times after that first incident. And again, one of them was in the middle of the night. Again, I was like, all right, this can't keep happening. This can't be my life. Again, I'm in my early 20s. Like this is, where is this headed later in life, right? So I was thinking, you know, long-term as well. And so at the last, you know, ER visit, my doctor looked at me point blank and he was like, all right, we're going to try one more round of prednisone and more, one more round of um, misalamine, which I was also on to help to kind of keep the UC at, at bay, which it wasn't really. And he was like, if this doesn't work, we're going to have to be looking at surgery and basically removing part of your intestines. So I was like, all right, we're trying the same round of medications again. They haven't worked before. That doesn't tell me they're going to work again because I don't trust them now. And if it doesn't work, which I don't have high hopes they're going to, now all of a sudden you're just going to take part of my body out of me. Like this also doesn't, it just felt like things were spiraling, right? And it just felt like people were going to quick conclusions. And at this point, that's when my anxiety really started to kick up. I was like, all right, this is, this is scary. Like forget the diagnosis. Like the idea of surgery is super scary to me. Like I do not want to go that route. Like every cell in my body was like, we are not doing this. So I basically just said, thanks, but no thanks. Walked out of that doctor's office and never went again. And because my anxiety at that moment was so high because I was like, well, what do I do? Right? Like what, what's happening? Like, am I going to end up with colon cancer? Like, where is this headed? How are things going to, you know, improve or get worse? Where, where is this going? Um, I started to, you know, just, I don't even know where I found out about it. Honestly, I just believe it landed in my lap where I found out about acupuncture and, you know, one of the main benefits is that it can help with stress. So I was like, well, that's like even more prevalent than my gut health symptoms at this point. Um, cause my mind was going crazy with this. So I was like, it can't hurt. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try it. It resonates. Right. So I went and, um, my very first visit, you know, she asked me point blank, you know, I was in the middle of a flare up and she was like, what are you eating to help with this? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, there are certain foods that are, that can make this worse. Like, has your doctor told you about that? I was like, well, he sent me to, to a nutritionist, but they didn't really like give me anything specific and it didn't really do anything for me. Um, they just kind of handed me a booklet. And, um, again, I wasn't given any understanding about any of it. Right. So she was like, she kind of told me about the anti-inflammatory diet and what inflammation meant and had never been told that term before. Didn't even understand that what I had was an inflammatory condition and that certain foods can be inflammatory. So this is all new to me, but like, as she was speaking it, I was like, that makes sense. Like all these puzzle pieces were just like coming together. I was like, this all makes sense. This all resonates. I think we're onto something. And she was, she basically told me to kind of try the paleo diet basically, right? Like cut all, all wheat, dairy, gluten, like all of that. Um, 
sugar, processed foods, everything. And I was like, all right, I have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So I'm going to do this. So I went all in like bought paleo recipe books, like revamped my whole kitchen, threw out a bunch of stuff, like started cooking within two weeks after being sick for like, what, six or seven years at this point, like 90% of my symptoms were gone. I was like, all right, we're on to something. So I, like I say all the time, I literally felt like my acupuncture has saved my life. Like that very first appointment. Wow. Well, and you don't, you said you don't even remember how you got to the acupuncturist necessarily just, okay, no worries. No worries. Yeah. Very, really, really interesting. And so cool. I love, it never gets old listening to these stories because I know what it's like. I've seen my family members yeah. go through it. I went through it. I mean, this is real stuff guys. It affects every aspect of people's lives. Mm-hmm. When you have health issues like this, you're going to the hospital for this stuff. It's not fun. It's scary as yeah. hell. And then to finally find something that's, wow, this is working and, um, you know, this is really helping me to the point where in a matter of weeks, once you find the right pieces of the puzzle, yes, the la- it's kind of funny. The last 10 to 20% can be so tricky for certain people, but the first 70 to 80 can turn around so dramatically quick once we get the right yeah. puzzle pieces put together. How did this lead to FDN? I can understand why you became obsessed with the topic afterwards because you had this profound experience, but I'm sure you were going to school for something different or in a different career path, like you said. So how does this end up leading to finding something like FDN? Yeah, so it was probably about, um, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that soon after I came across FDN because um, again, like another thing just kind of fell on my plate. So like second appointment in with my acupuncturist, you know, she kind of checks my pulse. And she was like, your adrenal glands are shot. And again, that didn't surprise me because of just the level of stress I'd been under both with work and with the health. Um, And she was like, you need to find somebody stat who can help you with your adrenals. And so I just happened to be following an FDN who specialized in adrenal health and hormone health. I had no idea what FDN was at the time. I didn't even realize that was her credentials. I just knew that she was promoting stuff and she happened to be enrolling again, just like perfect universal alignment, like happened to be enrolling for a program at the time I started to really follow her for adrenal health enrolled like immediately. I was like, all right, if my acupuncture just said I need it, I trust her fully. I'm going to do whatever she says. So I joined that program, you know, finally got things tested, finished that program in like three months, was feeling so much better, just like sleeping better. And, you know, noticed that whole cascade effect on all of my health, including my gut health and learned how to eat a bit better. And then after that, she recommended that I work with um, an FDN who specialized in gut health to really dive deep into that and do all the gut testing. And so, you know, at that point, I was about to hire my second FDN practitioner. Again, didn't fully knew what FDN meant at the time, but just knew that this stuff was working and I wanted to stick with these right. people. Um, so, you know, did more tests, did all sorts of stool testing, food sensitivity testing, ended up having 30 food sensitivities to things I was eating all the time. You know, so I definitely had leaky gut and all that going on, cut out all those foods, started to feel even more better did, you know, stool testing, found out I had basically all the pathogens you could think of, things I'd even started to ask my doctor about, but he basically brushed off and looked like I had three eyes on my face when I asked him about that. So, you know, finally, again, I had answers, right? And we got on a protocol. And at that point, probably about two months into that protocol, I got into what I considered was remission. Nobody told me that I was in remission, but I just, again, intuitively just gut instinct. All my symptoms were gone. I felt like my body was so much stronger, like things were very stable. And at that point I was in remission. And so, you know, I just got so inspired by this whole journey that I just started blogging about it. I started a a paleo blog for myself, just kind of journaling, you know, what my journey was and stuff. And then I started to think like, what if I turn this into something else, right? Like I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset. I was running my own marketing agency at the time. And I was like, well, I know how to build a business. I know how to market it. This could be a path for me. And I was just so passionate about it. You know, I was like, well, what if 
what if I could help other people way earlier than it took me to get better, right? Because this was an eight-year journey at this point. Yeah. If I could help them at the early signs before all of this disaster that I went through, you know, to help them to find their healing, like that would just be the most meaningful thing I could ever do, right? So um, I basically like job interviewed both of my FDNs. I was like, all right, what school did you go to? Like, how long did it take? What did you, like, I literally just like interviewed them and they told me point blank, like their whole path, like all the schools and trainings they went to and everything. And um, so I basically, you know, enrolled first in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and then pretty much immediately after right into FDN. So I, you know, had the health coaching, I had the FDN stuff. I just kind of had the whole package and it just lit me up. I mean, it just continued to help me with my own healing journey because I knew I wasn't done yet. And, you know, we're never really done. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it allowed me to finally be able to help other people, which was just so exciting. Hey folks, it is Detective Ev popping in here really quick. If you are listening to this podcast and thinking, hey, wait a second, I'd like to go do what Kristen and Ev are doing, well, now you can. And best yet, you can try the course completely for free to see if this is actually right for you. What you want to do is go to fdntraining.com slash try fdn. What that'll allow is for you to be able to try the entire first module of the course completely for free, no credit card required, nothing like that. I say this every time we mention this, we know that there are people out there looking for this type of particular course. We do not need to use sales tactics or anything else to get you into this. We just need to expose it to the right people and they want to join. That is literally exactly what happened to me five years ago. I was looking exactly for something like this. I just didn't know where it existed. So what you want to do is go to fdntraining.com slash try fdn. That is T-R-Y-F-D-N and try the first part of the course completely for free. Okay. Now back to the episode. So cool. Were you, um, I'm guessing you were pretty happy once you went through the FDN course. Were you still, I know that you said the journey is never over, but at that point, I feel like you have done some solid work. Uh, for those yeah. who don't know, we have people run tests on themselves, even in the course. And nowadays, this, I'm assuming this, when, when did you graduate? Uh, Early-ish 2017, I think. Okay. So you went, wow. You and I were like literally the exact same time. I was uh, June of 2017. Yeah, that was about it. Cool. Yeah. Um, but but my point is, like back then, you know, you only got a couple of labs with the course, which was still cool. Nowadays, they give you pretty much all the labs and you're using this uh, included intuition. It's really amazing. I think that's just smart to do anyway. But yeah. on those labs, were you finding anything to course correct at that time? Or were you pleasantly surprised with what you, what would that have been like the BH 205 and 101 at the time, I guess? Yeah, it was all the biohealth ones. Yeah, yeah. it's been so long ago, I forgot what came up on them. But I know that, um, well, it was interesting to correlate from like a year or two prior when I did my first biohealth adrenal what was it called like the adrenal stress profile or something like that yeah and back when i was in like literally i mean what, what at the time when we called it adrenal fatigue i was literally in that like had the exact like you know mm. just tanked out response and so it was really cool in the fdn program how like a year or so later I got to see that like literally my numbers were in the exact rhythm that they were supposed to be. So I was like, this is great. I got to retest and learn what that's like. And, and literally like firsthand experience being a client of FDN and, and doing the initial testing, the protocol, the retesting, and just seeing the body improve and seeing the data around that was so cool. Um, so yeah, I just remember like seeing so many of the markers of labs that I had run a year prior improve and that just continued to improve my confidence around like I can't wait to help other people with this and I'm already onto something myself and this is amazing. Yeah. It's a good testimony for retesting because to me, I think you can't lose with that. If you retest and you find yeah. something not so great, okay, thank God you did it. And if you retest right. and you found something great, 
I, the feeling that you get with that as someone who's been through that is worth a lot more money than you spend on the test. Just to see so that objectively valuable. is like, wow, that's, that's nice to know this is working because the labs really, yes. they can be misinterpreted, but they don't lie. So, you know, the numbers are the numbers. And uh, when you get better, you can feel that subjectively. And it's amazing to see it objectively as well. After you go through the FDN course, are you, are you still blogging simultaneously while this is going on, by the way? Um, no, at that time I started to build my own website for my health coaching business um, because I had actually, I was able to start my business back when I was in the IIM, IIN curriculum. So okay. I had already like built up my business and started a blog there. So I kind of shut down my old paleo blog and transferred some things over to my new health coaching site. So FDN was really like, adding on a lot of the lab testing. And so the reason why I joined FDN, like literally immediately after IAN was because, you know, my whole story, like I'm all about storytelling and just being really authentic and open with, you know, what you went through personally. And so that was a big part of what I was sharing with my audience and social media and my whole healing journey was literally the FDN work, right? Like I got into remission when I did the tests, when I did the protocols and knew exactly what I was shooting towards. And so, you know, a lot of my audience was attracted to that, right? And they're like, can you do that testing? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm like, oh shoot, I can't yet, right? And so at the time, my husband and I were actually planning for a wedding and I was like, I don't have any time to enroll in another program. You know, I know the FDN program is pretty intensive, but I was like, I can't not. Like I, I'm here to deliver my passion and to be congruent with what I saw to really heal me in, in the way that I did. And so I found myself enrolling in FDN as I was, you know, planning for and investing in our wedding and everything, and, <laughs> you know, still running my marketing business plus the health coaching business. So, you know, a little bit busy, but like, I just literally absorbed myself in the content, like watch modules over and over. Cause they were just so fascinating. And every time you hear something different, um, and it was worth, you know, it was worth that little bit of like extra time spent. I had to put on my, on my schedule because it was just, everything was just mind blowing. Nice. And so I mean this in a totally positive way to IIN, but there are many people, myself fully included, that go through IIN first and then end up going through FDN. That's just kind of how it happens. But I've actually never heard it the opposite way, to be clear for people out there. Did you do that primarily just for like the labs, like you said, or did you feel like you got everything you needed in IIN? Again, in the most positive way possible. I'm not, yeah. I, I think IIN is a tremendous coaching program. I think they do very good with that. FDN actually yeah. is not much of a coaching program at all. It's more yeah. very technical lab analysis. Yeah. It's certainly a system, but it's not how to help someone reach their goals through, um, what do you call that? Motivational coaching or something like that. We don't necessarily right. teach that. So what did you feel right. was the main reason you still went to FDN after IIN? Yeah, it really was for the testing ability and the protocols. Because um, yeah, I felt like for my and I had a really good basis of like nutrition and like generally how the body works and the coaching and how to set up a coaching program, like all those things that I felt like I needed to start my business. I had those. Um, but yeah, it was like the going deeper because, you know, naturally by me telling my story, who was I attracting, right? I was attracting other people who had complex autoimmune issues and gut health issues like myself. And I knew that diet alone wasn't going to fix it. I could get there, you know, a good amount of the way, but in terms of like, you know, if they had a huge like bacterial, you know, infection going on, food might not fix that. Right. And we need to actually address that. Otherwise they're still going to have issues. And so I didn't want to be inauthentic with what I was teaching my clients to do, right? Like, Oh yeah, just follow this diet and it'll be fine. Knowing that there could actually be a really serious imbalance, or I could be telling them to eat a food that they're actually really um, sensitive to, or is causing inflammation in their body. Um, so I wanted to be able to deliver them that level of information. And FDN was the only program I knew. And again, like interviewing my two coaches that I hired, that, you know, they were like, this is the primo school to go for it. And I was like, well, I want the best of the best education. So, you know, I'm signing Wonderful. up for it. 
Cool. And, you know, and that's a really great way to say it because IIN has a lot to offer, but there are many people out there, guys, that are just, I mean, like myself, tremendously ill. The GMOs, the uh, the glyphosate, God forbid, the birth control many women are stuck on because many women go through the FDN course, yeah. antibiotics, whatever it is, there is just stuff going on in this world that's unprecedented and we need to know what the heck is going on in that person's biochemistry and in their gut mm -hmm. to really make an appropriate protocol for that individual. There are fundamental principles that are probably true for everyone. I generally speaking think everyone should be going to bed when it is dark. That's what human beings are made to do. We don't need a certification even for that. But we need to know why, like why someone might have UC might be completely different than why someone else might have that. And that's right. where the lab analysis comes in. So exactly. you finish up FDN and I'm guessing that you're actually doing this work. And this is where it's going to be a fun, a different type of podcast actually for the next 20 or so minutes, because Kristen had a ton of success with the FDN program in business. So like, how did this go? Because you had these people that wanted to run these labs. And I know for you, this, I mean, this took off pretty well. Yeah, it did. So, you know, I was just so excited about everything I was learning through the FDN program. And so obviously I couldn't actually bring it into practice until I was graduated, but I kind of just brought my audience along my journey with me while I was going through the program. You know, as I got lab tests back, I'd show little snippets of that. I talked about how I was getting closer and closer or just kind of like, yeah, different things I was learning as I went through the program. And then by that time, I had a mini wait list of people who were like, as soon as you graduate, please email me because I want to do this work with you. Um, to the point where actually one client who um, really wanted to work with me, I actually was getting imposter syndrome around her because I felt like she knew so much. And I was like, why would you want to hire me? Like, I'm going to be a brand new practitioner. But she was just like dead set on wanting to hire me because she just felt so connected to my story and my approach and stuff. And so we ended up like, she was my first ever client. She renewed in my program, you know, twice. So she called me her practitioner for life and ended up, we still are in touch to this day. Like she was so amazing and just built a really beautiful relationship with her. Um, and so, yeah, within just probably about four to six months after graduating from the FDN program, my practice was full time because of the way that I just brought my audience along my journey with me and opened up an early wait list and got people in and just got them really excited and understanding like what this level of work is really about and what information they can get that they don't have like really help them understand that and that's what got them to really listen up and be like i want that and i'm willing to wait for it um so that's how that happened and basically ever since then my practice was full time like 15 or so clients at a time was kind of where wow. i kept things and a couple of times i had a wait list as well that's amazing. And see, guys, this is, I mean, it takes work, but this is not rocket science. You're, this is so smart. People always have a reason or an excuse or an answer as to why they can't start. You're not even graduated yet. And you're like, okay, wait a second. I can share content on my story. That's okay, yeah. great. And if some people follow along, fantastic. And if not, well, you guaranteed weren't getting clients before that anyway. So it's like no harm, no foul. You might as well try right. something. Um, would you advise people, because there's a ton of people that are listening to this podcast, especially nowadays since we transition, the primary person is either a trainee of the FDN course or someone that's on the fence about the FDN course. And I think this could be relative or relevant to both of them. What's your advice to someone that's maybe not graduated yet, but yeah, they want to hit the ground running as soon as they're done. Is it as simple as sharing their story along the way? Or is there anything mm -hmm. else you'd advise now? Yeah, I'd advise getting getting started sooner than later because like the old adage of like build it and they will come doesn't necessarily work these days, right? Like you really need to prime your audience and and build that awareness, which takes time because people these days are, you know, exposed to thousands of messages and offers literally every single day. And so you can't just wait until, oh, I have my certification. I'm just going to drop one announcement. And I think that's going to build my business. Like 
doesn't work these days. People are way too distracted. So you have to build it over time. And so, you know, that's why I intentionally decided, like, I want to bring my audience along my journey, let them know what this is all about, share different angles of it so that it kind of primes them so that when I'm able to open up the doors to this level of work, that I have people ready for it. So yeah, even though you can't technically take on clients, if you are still in the training program, just open up about your story, talk about your story, talk about the labs you're doing, talk about different things you're learning and different ahas you had about it. Talk about just different ways that you're like, wow, like if I knew this stuff before when I was going through X, Y, and Z thing with my health, things would have been different. And here's how, like just inspire your audience, open up about your story, just get vulnerable, just as if you were, you know, talking to a friend, right? Like how would you want to open up to a friend, bring your audience into your world and let them get to know you because that's the biggest thing, right? If they're deciding between, if, if a prospective client is deciding between you and another practitioner, if they love you, if like they know your personality and they feel like they know who you are as a person, but they don't know the other person at all, guess who they're probably going to hire? They're probably going to hire the person who they know, right? Or who they feel like they know. So even if you can't take a dollar of, of, of you know, from their wallet, just get to know them and open up a conversation. I, I think this is so important. I love that you shared that with people because you don't, there are many people that are very talented, I guess what I'm trying to say, no doubt about it, right? They're exceptionally good looking or exceptionally charismatic, whatever it might be. And certainly those are useful things. But in today's world, one of the cool, amazing things that has happened because of the internet is you are exposed to everyone. Now, the downside is like you just said, people are exposed to a thousand plus different things at least every single day that's trying to get their attention. So the more specific that you can be to who you actually are, you're gonna find that person in the mix of the thousand things that they're looking at. Your people are out there. And I had this same thing. Um, many of the listeners know I do like, um, I do mental health speaking outside of this with schools and kids. And mm. When I did that, I just started out, I was kind of in, for the sake of today's conversations, it's, it's a speaker bureau. It's not really that, but there's many speakers involved. And I was like, oh my God, this one dude had been doing this for 10 years. His story was crazy. And I went to a school that he had been at a year ago. I'm totally nervous, right? Imposter syndrome. You couldn't have said it better. That's exactly how I felt. And that was the first school ever that invited me back to come speak to all their students. And I'm like, there's no way I'm a better speaker than this guy. And I'm not being humble. There really wasn't. I don't have a crazier story. I'm like, what was this? And I didn't know a thing about marketing or anything at that time. I was super young, never studied it. And I realized, oh, yes, my story is not technically as crazy. I'm not a better speaker. I relate more to this school, though, than he did. Mm -hmm. I'm the demographic. They look like me. They had a similar life to me. That's why it connected better. And that's why I got the invite back. I don't have to be the best speaker in the world. I don't have to be the best looking. I don't have to have the craziest story. There's someone out there that's going to relate to you. So you got to be authentic. What, what a wonderful thing too, that you get to be authentic and be yourself. And that's actually one of the best business strategies uh, nowadays. Holy crap has, yeah. is the word uh, world shifting. I wouldn't have liked this 30 years ago where it's all about these sneaky tactics and crap. That's not me, right? I know it's yeah. not you for sure. Um, no. I think it's beautiful that it's transitioned into a world where now it is better to be authentic than ever before. Um, before we transition into the business stuff that you offer, because if you are an FTN trainee or someone considering the course, this is definitely uh, one of the people you want to listen to. And we're going to spend uh, the rest of the time doing that. I got to ask as someone who worked with so many people, had a busy practice, do you have any client success stories that were just amazing and really cool that come off the top of your head? I always think that's fun to share. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many. Um, I had one client, um, who she came to me with, I mean, she was like a spitting image of what I was like at the beginning of all of this, like severe ulcerative colitis, like in and out of the hospital on severe medications, like all of this stuff, barely able to tolerate foods. 
um, to the point where, you know, she was basically feeling almost in remission as well, able to tolerate foods, going days on end without any sort of symptoms whatsoever. And um, she was kind of an influencer in her inner city. And um, she got invited by the Crohn's and Colitis um, Association of America to actually oh. speak on stage about her healing story, which was just <laughs> like such a, like, I was so, so proud of her to like see her up on stage. Like I saw like a little video online about her um, being up on stage and talking about it and just inspiring so many other people too. And that's, that's really like the ripple effect of what I wanted to get into what I was doing in the first place. It's like, cause I knew that like, it's not just about my client in front of me who's getting better. They're spreading the word, whether it's just to their mm -hmm. spouse or their kids or their, their mom and dad or to an audience, right? They're spreading that inspiration. Even if just a couple of people make a couple of changes to their life, they're going to get better, right? And that's just a beautiful domino effect that this work has. Um, so that was amazing. And another one that I remember just so vividly was one of my clients um, came to me mostly wanting to lose weight and fix a little bit of her gut issues. And then come to find out she actually had some hormone imbalances, but by us just fixing her gut, her, horm like her, her period regulated, her moods, uh, balanced, her acne went away, like all these hormone issues that she had that we were going to address later on in her program basically resolved themselves in the first half of our program before we even technically like addressed it, right? But we obviously were taking a root cause approach. And it was just so amazing, like getting her message and letting me know, like, hey, all of this stuff just shifted for me. And she was just like, so blown away by it and just so, so thankful for the whole journey. So it was amazing to support her and, and a couple programs. That's very cool. I love how this is that ripple effect and it's just spreading out into the world because you really can't, I have not found one person yet that's doing this work that just decided to do this by accident. Um, it is okay to make a profit. It's encouraged. You got to make a living and you want to do those things. Yeah. But at the same time, we want to make an impact. And this is probably some of the best work I can think of that you can be able to do both. People will happily pay you a good income. They'll pay you a good um, uh, you know, trade for your services because you're offering something good. So you get to make the money and they're happy to do it because you're actually helping them when no one else has been able to. That's about as good as it gets, right? That's how you do good work. Um, now, again, I want to switch to the business stuff because that's what you're doing now. And I got to ask you, by the way, this is, uh, it matters, and I'll explain in a second. Have you ever taken an FDN advanced course? Yes, several. Oh, okay, you have. All right. I was just curious because I know, um, I won't mention any other names, but a lot of successful, very successful people in the FDN world that are killing it with their practices, I have found, ironically, have never even taken an advanced course. And I'm not, I'm certainly not telling people not to take those. They're wonderful things, but don't ever let that be the limiting belief. Mm -hmm. The FDN yeah. system by itself was in place to help you create a business and serve mm -hmm. plenty of people. If you want to serve a specific niche in a very advanced way, that is what the advanced yeah. course is for. But it's not a requirement to go do this work. Don't let it be an excuse either, because I feel like a lot of, we get into that, you know, and it's like, oh, I need to know more. I need to know more. The FDN system is it. There's plenty of people going mm -hmm. out and doing that without those things. So I was curious. Uh, with that said, though, four to six months, you're already killing it full time. How long does that go on for before you start considering the business side of things? And I mean, how did that even happen? Like, where did you decide that you want to go do that? Yeah, it was so funny. I was, um, you know, my, my fiance at the time, now husband, um, you know, when I, he, like he saw this in me as soon as I got into health coaching, he was like, cause I basically, you know, shut down my marketing agency, which was wildly successful. Um, but I just, wasn't nearly as passionate about it as I was with the health coaching stuff. So, you know, he just kind of laughed one night and he was like, you're going to get back into this at some point. Like you're just really good at marketing and copywriting. Like it's going to come back somehow. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm done with it. Like that chapter is closed. And it was just because I was, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't passionate about it. I was writing and marketing about stuff that 
I could do in my sleep, but I wasn't like super passionate about it, like health and wellness. Bingo, so, yeah. you know, I just kind of like needed a break, right? Just like close the door for a while kind of thing. So, um, you know, I was practicing as a health coach for probably about, um, you know, three and a half, four years total. Um, and over like the course of a couple of years, more and more, not just FDNs, but health coaches across the board, health and wellness practitioners of all different degrees um, started to reach out to me, you know, seeing that my social media posts were getting a lot of engagement, that my following rate was growing a lot, that my courses were selling out, that I had, uh, you know, well-built website, like all of these things. And so they'd ask me questions like, how did you build your website? How did you create your blog? How did you create a group program? How did you sell it out? How do you know what to write every day? Like all of these questions that you know, were pretty easy for me to answer because again, I had a marketing background. I went to college for it, worked for several early stage sure. companies, including Twitter, um, corporation obviously, but worked for them and then had my own agency with, you know, dozens of clients. Um, and so, you know, these were things that were just kind of my second nature skill set. And so I would just like answer the questions one off, you know, DMs on Instagram and stuff like that. But I started to like notice a trend over time, like more and more questions were coming in every year. And I was like, there's something here, but I just, I couldn't see it yet. Right. And so it was at a point where um, one woman who she, she was actually going through the FDN program, she had gone through IAN and was going through FDN at this time, she messaged me and she just had like a laundry list of questions, just like all the questions about every area of business possible. And I was like, all right, I've just got to get on a call with this girl. Like I can't answer this over DMs and she clearly <laughs> needs some support and I'd love to help her because I have, you know, I, I know how I can you know, answer this for her. So we just got on a super casual call and before I knew it, I found myself just offering us to work together. And I got off and I was like, what did I just do? Like, am I getting Bam. into business coaching? Like, what is happening to my health coaching? Like, it was just like, again, like I was just being guided towards something and something was just like coming through for me. Like, hey, this is your next level. And um, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll see what's here. Like, I love what I'm doing right now. I freaking love health coaching. It's amazing. Um, you know, I could see myself doing this forever. And then as I started to think about it more and I started working with her, I was like, what if this is my next level. Like this is literally the combination of my marketing skill set, which I love marketing. I love storytelling. I love copywriting, all of it. I love just really authentic connections with your audience and building a community. So that's awesome. And I love health coaching and I love the impact that this has. And I was like, what if the, like all these messages I've received and then this like huge message, what if this is just like my next sign of like, Hey, like you can still be in the health coaching space, but what if you're meant to like help all of these other health coaches to reach their clients and build their business. And like, I just felt this like, like butterflies in my stomach kind of thing, like in a really good way. I was like, this feels like my next level. This is so exciting. I can still support people doing what I love doing and still be in the health sector deeply, which I still am to this day, but I can help them to build their business and literally bring both of my passions to life. And that just lit me up like no other. And I was like, this is it. Sure. You seem to just hearing your whole story now. I mean, it seems like almost your entire life was guided by this trust and faith and your intuition yeah. and just leading you to these cool things. Um, if that's mm -hmm. not a lesson in and of itself for this podcast, I think it's worked out very <laughs> well. Right. Um, yeah. How long did it take to transition? Because I know we talked about this before off air. Um, you're full time with the with the yeah. business side of stuff now. How long did it take to transition for you from, hey, I'm health coaching to, hey, I'm only doing this because I know there was probably some time where there's an overlap, obviously. How long did that take? Yep. Yeah. So, so I took on this first client in June um, or June or July, one of those months um, of 2019. And by October, November of that year, 
Um, I was almost full-time. I had several one-on-one -on -one clients who were working with me for support. I started my first program and basically shut down my health coaching application. And as my health coaching clients completed their program, you know, just wrapped that up really powerfully and didn't let on any more clients on. So I think by that following January, my last health coaching client finished up with me. So I just worked with them until they were complete and then was bringing on, you know, business coaching clients in the health sector. Um, so it just segued really beautifully. Um, but yeah, I ramped up pretty darn quickly. This is amazing. I mean, four to six months basically for both of those business then. And I understand that they're both related to health, but truth be told, they are very different things in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so that's just, I think that's a testament, you know, because 90% of businesses fail to be able to consistently replicate positive results. Uh, yes, passion helps, but I, I just think that's, I really admire that. I've done a lot of stuff with business. I know how tough it is. That's pretty impressive to be able to do that, especially in the online world. Everyone dreams of being able to do this stuff online. It's not like you have a brick and mortar store. You're really just doing the online game. I, I think that's amazing. And before it was cool, before the COVID stuff, that's, <laughs> that's even better, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So just to be clear, I think, I would hope it's obvious, but I always like the concise stuff so people know who to work with and who might not be for them. What do you do now? Like what's your elevator thing? Like what would you say to someone that you help them with? Yeah. So, um, so we really help health and wellness practitioners, whether it's FDNs or IIN health coaches, anyone in the alternative health and wellness space that has their own coaching program. We help them to really elevate their income and their impact in a really authentic way. So we really treat their business holistically, just like we're trained as health coaches, right? I don't just zero in or specialize in one particular thing. Obviously, copywriting and marketing is like at the heart and soul of everything that I do. But I equally know that everything in business, just like everything in health is interconnected, right? You can't have strong marketing without good sales to back that. You can't have good marketing without a good program to then capture people. Like all of it matters, your pricing, your business strategy, your revenue model, all of those things. So we really take a very comprehensive approach to that, just like you guys do with your clients. So we look at everything from your, your programming to your pricing, to your lead generation, your marketing and your messaging. How are you capturing your audience and building awareness to how are you enrolling them? How is your sales calls going? How can you feel really authentic, but empowered during that? Um, and then how can you actually deliver a really powerful program too? Um, so we really kind of go from the very beginning all the way to when you're actually working with your clients and support them there. Um, so that we make sure nothing is, is left, you know, unturned, just like you would run all the lab tests, right? Or you do all the protocols. We do the same thing and we dive really deep on all of those, right? Like every client who comes to us needs something slightly different. So we don't give cookie cutter advice. Like obviously there's certain foundational things that apply across the board, no matter what, like I've built hundreds of businesses at this point. So I've seen what works and I've seen what doesn't. And those things are, are tried and true no matter what. But then we also really kind of ground that into each person's business, knowing their personality, their lifestyle, the hours they want to work, what types of stuff they do and don't want to be doing, and really help them to then tailor everything that we teach to them so they really have a business that they love and that supports their lifestyle. That's the most important thing of all. Okay. So to be clear then, um, for so, let's say I have, this is a very common thing. I have no business experience. I go through FDN though, because my heart's in the right place. I have a story like you or like myself. I want to go do this. And then I realize, oh crap, you know, I could find a job with this. There's actually more and more opportunities for that, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But certainly the most practical route actually is the route of entrepreneurship in the FDN world. Are you kind of a one-stop shop for someone like me that might not have experience with the sales and marketing or would I still need to go do something else? 
Yeah, we pretty much are. So we have programs across the board. So our company is called the Health and Wellness Business School. So we really teach all facets of business. And we have three different programs based on the level of, of business experience and your stage of business that you are. So if you're like brand new, fresh out of school, nothing really created at all, we have an introductory program to really kind of get all the basics so that you have a foundation to start with. And then we have a program for you when you're ready to scale up. And then we have a live mastermind when you're really ready to grow in a bigger way and get some more live support for myself and my team. So we kind of hit it at all angles based on the stage of your business and the level of support you're looking for. Um, so that each person just comes in and knows, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I need support with. Love it. Okay. I got to, just so we don't tease the audience too much, because I know that you got plenty to offer anyway. What's, um, can we give like one maybe cool tip for people out there, maybe just starting off or just one piece of business advice yeah. that maybe you wish you knew years ago? Yeah, definitely. So I would say the biggest thing just to keep in mind, whether you're brand new and just starting off, or maybe you've been at this for some time and things have felt a little bit sticky, is to know that your, I call them soulmate clients, like the people that you're just meant to work with, they are out there and they're watching you. Like if you think of how many people in every disease category or however you wanna think about whatever you focus on, right? How many people there are, even just like people who have ulcerative colitis, millions of people, right? Not one single person can satisfy working with millions of people at a time. So there are tons of people, there are enough clients out there for every single one of you, even if you do exactly what another FDN or health coach does. So know that there is always an audience out there and there's always clients out there and that people are watching you. Even if it's just one person is impacted by one of your posts, that is one more person who's having that light bulb moment and is starting to make a change to their life and that that's the impact you're here for, right? Because sometimes social media gives us that quick dopamine hit of, I need to get a billion likes, I need to be doing this, I need to be doing that. But it's like, let's bring it back down to your mission of what you're really here for. You just want to change lives, right? And if one post changes one person's life, amazing goal accomplished, right? Do it again and again. And that's where you get that multiplier effect. So just resting into the, the process and just knowing that people are watching and people are out there and the revenue is there for you. Just stay consistent with it. That's the honest to God truth about people watching. I cannot, because I had um my mental health stuff. Like I ended up kind of having a lot of bad things that happened locally. You know, I got kicked out of high school. I'm very transparent about this stuff, even on this show. So it kind of, it's a small enough town, you know, you make some bad noise when you do that. And so, but because of that, as I've got on my own healing journey, and I don't even just mean that with health stuff. I mean, that just as a personal development journey, healing as a person, I was always very transparent about that and sharing this stuff. And some of the things that would get the least amount of likes and that you think no one is listening to, I'll see someone randomly in the grocery store in the local town six months later. And they're like, you know what, I I love your stuff. And I was following back when you said this, I'm like, what? Like, I forgot about that. People are always watching. And if you don't believe that still, how many posts do you guys see every single day that you didn't like, you didn't comment on, you didn't message the person? Uh, I think we do that way more often than we do like or comment on things. So it's happening all totally. the time. Um, and I think what you just said is, is totally relevant. So as we're wrapping up our time here, I got two more questions for you. One obvious one, where can people find you if they're interested in working with you? And to be clear for the audience, I know that we normally have people on that could potentially be a coach for you health-wise. Kristen is exclusively doing the business stuff now. So if you're a new trainee that wants to be proactive with this, but she can cater to that, where can someone uh, find you? 
Sure. Yeah. So you guys are welcome to, to check out our website. It's healthwellnessbusiness.com. Up there, we have all three of our programs on there, everything from our foundations course for beginners all the way up to our masterminds. So you're welcome to check out all of those. And um, some of them are courses you can enroll in right away. You have lifetime access and you can literally go through them at your own pace, which is amazing. Um, other ones, you can apply to work with us directly and we can set up a, a call with you guys. So wherever you are in your journey, or if you're simply not sure, we have a contact page on our site too, where you can just reach out and we'll chat with you some more. Um, and we also have a free Facebook group. We have a really beautiful community um, of practitioners who are wanting to, you know, in all different stages, wanting to grow and scale their practice. So you guys can join that too, if you'd like um, at hwbsgroup.com, um, or you can just search on Facebook um, for health and wellness business success secrets. And we'd love to have you in there as well and just get to know you some more. Amazing. We will have that in the show links, of course, and health wellness business. Not bad. Did you have to buy that URL? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was just wondering. I'm like, that's, you know, it doesn't seem, I can picture it. Like maybe someone hadn't thought of it, but I was figuring someone would have snagged up by then. So that's nice. <laughs> All nope. right. With, with that all said, uh, we always finish up with the same question on this show, and it is a health-related question again. And the question is very straightforward, but it's cool to hear how many unique answers we've gotten over the last year and a half. The question is, if in this case, I could give you, Kristen, a magic wand, and you could get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health, whether that's literally do one thing or not do one thing, what's the one thing you'd get them to do? Mm, I'd say sleep more. I truly believe that if you're not sleeping, your body is not healing and pretty much every ailment can be improved by sleeping more because that's when your body regenerates and most of us are very sleep deprived these days. So I would say sleeping more is where it starts. Okay, well, that'll do it for today's interview with Kristen Thomas. And I really love that so many FDNs, I shouldn't say so many, but enough have went on and done business side of things for the people in FDN that really need it. Because most people that get into the functional or holistic space, not even just an FDN, I'm talking generally speaking now, we get into it because our heart is in the right place and we love health and we can talk about health all day long. That does not mean we know a darn thing about business, sales, marketing, copywriting, or many of the things that are usually required if we want to go do this work. Now, there are opportunities to work for other people, of course, but let's be honest, I think most of us, if not all of us, have that hunch to kind of go do our own thing. And I feel like people like Kristen Thomas and Jen Maleka, they are wonderful women to work with. And there's other people at FDN too doing this that can really help you with the business side of things. And they've actually done the health stuff themselves. It's not like they took two clients and then started teaching this. These are people with full-time practices, waitlist practices, doing the health thing, and they've been able to master that and then show others how to do it. I think that's wonderful. And if you don't already know this, when you go through the FDN course, you can graduate, obviously, and then you can join a group afterwards called AFDNP, which is the Association of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioners. And if you are listening to this right now and you are a trainee that's not more than halfway through, or you are someone that's just considering this for the first time, by the time you even finish the course, FDN Business School is going to be officially, officially launched. And that is run by Jennifer Woodward. She is the executive director of AFDNP. We just had her on recently and got great feedback from her episode. So go check that out if you haven't already. But what we basically did is say, okay, we see this common theme. A lot of people are coming in and answering or asking business questions. And we've been able to help out with that, of course, over time. But now it's just how can we separate ourselves from the competition? Is there a one-stop shop that people can come to? And we're hoping for that to be 
FDN. Now, of course, the business school is huge. There's an additional cost for that, but it's nothing compared to the course. And hey, I mean, it really only takes one or two clients in this world before you could pay off something like this or even the course, believe it or not. Now, with that said, it is great talking to you guys once again. I will be back with another interview soon. And we also have some interesting things coming up on the podcast because I was just down at a huge conference with many, many functional practitioners and FDNs alike. And I promise you, we were able to make some good connections down there. And I think you guys are really going to love what is coming out soon. So until then, take care and I will talk to you guys again soon.